Let's get into it. The new album, War Pain, out now. Is this is this kind of feel like Buck Cherry version 3.0, or is this just another collection of Buck Cherry tunes for you? This is Buck Cherry 3.0 for sure. You know, the War Pain record is uh, very reminiscent of all the things that happened before the 15 record dropped. It, you know, we had some lineup changes. Um, it had been three years since our last record, and, and we had to make the record of our career, you know. And, and uh, you know... Everybody will say what they want to say, but I really believe that this is one of the best Buck Cherry records. I agree, man, and and it's it's fresh and it feels new and current, but yet still rock and roll. And you know, I, I'm I'm absolutely blown away by the head like a hole cover. Great job on that oh, too. Thanks. How did that come about? Yeah, you know, the cover conversation always comes about on every record cycle. It's just something that always comes up, and so you know, we're always proactive. And I was thinking about you know songs of course and um i was a big fan of the pretty hate machine record i thought it was like really raw and honest and and you know uh something i'd never heard before you know and that being said um you know trent reznor's uh vocal range is right in my wheelhouse and and uh i thought that approaching that song head like a hole it would be a great rock song so you know, it wasn't really uh, too thought out, just like, okay, I like the lyrics, it's in my wheelhouse, I'll bring it to the band and we'll see what's up. And we were just setting up to track the Warpaint record, and I was in the live room and I'm just like, hey, I got this idea for a cover, let's just jam it out real quick and see. And, and I didn't know that our producer, Mike Plotnikoff, was recording us at the time. And uh, <laughs> so we kind of ripped it out and he goes, uh, hey, why don't you guys come in the control room? And he put up a rough, rough mix of it and it... It sounded like a Buck Cherry song. I was like, "Wow, this sounds so good! It's it, it's it's totally us, and uh, I think we should do it." And everybody was into it. Our label, our manager, so uh, we went with it. Yeah, I mean, at first glance, I was like, "Wait, what's this?" And then I heard it. I was like, "Oh my god, it is perfect!" I never thought about that. But your vocal range is in that wheelhouse, and God, what a musical genius Trent Reznor is! I mean, I wish we had more of those in this world. He's great, and you know, the great thing about him is he's really kind of stuck to his guns and done what he believes in, you know, over the years and really created this body of work that is unlike anything else. And, and I, I really feel like that's what Paul Cherry's done. Even though we're a rock and roll band, there's no one that sounds like us. We're very unique. And when you hear a Paul Cherry song, you know it's Paul Cherry. So I'm proud of that. Yeah, and certainly that that to be said for the same thing on the live stage. I mean, a Buck Cherry show is is an absolute party, and I'm excited to uh, check out this new venue as you playing May 5th at the brand new Canyon Club in in Montclair, kind of a hometown area show for you. Very much so. Yeah, I grew up in Orange County, California. You know, I was, I was born in L.A., grew up in Orange County, and then back to L.A. when I was 19. And so I love Cali, dear to my heart. You know, so I like to be there and. And, you know, we all met up in Cali, this whole band, you know, so it's uh, it's just been amazing. You know, it's this marks 20 years in the game for us, and um, I'm uh, very grateful. Yeah, speaking of the uh, the 20 years, I was certainly going to bring that up. I mean, coming up on the, actually just hit the, the 20th anniversary of the debut album, and curious kind of to go back 20 years ago and where you were at in, in, in that time compared to now. Yeah, I was just a little baby, you know, I mean... Uh, I, you know, it's crazy. I don't ever think about 
the the whole run until I step back because I'm constantly working. It's like if I'm not writing a record, I'm out touring on a record, then I come home and start writing, and I'm always uh, accumulating song ideas, and I'm just writing around the clock. And then I got the family, and so I'm very busy, and I don't. And time flies, you know, and I I don't really think about it much until you know everybody kind of brought it up this year, and and I started like reminiscing about just the whole career and and uh you know that first record i was just i was so green <clears throat> as a singer and a songwriter you know i've just i really come leaps and bounds since then and and uh learned a lot and and you know i really believed in every record before i put it out wholeheartedly so um you know when i got into this i just wanted to make uh really uh honest art you know what i mean i just wanted to i wanted to be honest and and unique and unforgettable and all those things so um i think we we accomplished it oh yeah and, and certainly at, at that time too when it was kind of not cool to be a rock star and you kind of you know kicked the doors down for that and saying no it is cool to be a rock star and i am a rock star and watch me roar it was it was such a <laughs> breath of fresh air at that time yeah and you know buck cherry has never been mainstream rock and since we started and to to know that we've been kind of like this black sheep of rock and roll for like, you know, for 20 years now and and maintain this career. We just have amazing fans and, you know, we based, based our reputation on our live show and, and I'm so glad because it really pays off. People still want to go out and see live music. Yeah. Is it is it uh, something you would consider or, or never consider to go out and like play the debut album in its entirety or is that just for like nostalgic acts? I mean, I would do it if there was a great demand for it, but... uh there's just not, you know, I mean, there's more of a demand to do the 15 record. And we did that on the 10 year anniversary. We went out and performed the whole record for a while for like nine months. So um, it was a lot of fun. Awesome. And, and Josh, let me get you on a couple other things real quick here. Like we're all music fans, right? That's why we do this. That's why we're into this. And so I want to kind of have some fun with you and, and talk music and, and get your opinion on a couple of things. And I like putting groups together and in, in, in little, uh, or bands, I should say, in groups and kind of pick your favorite out of the group and kind of to in- evolve the big four of thrash metal, right? When that was a, a topic a couple years ago, Metallica, Slayer, Anthrax, Megadeth kind of making up the big four and kind of encapsulating like 80s thrash metal. I want to move right. that to the, to the 90s and add one to it for what I like to call the Flannel Five. Flannel Five, let's hear it. Okay, what so do the, I do. So I want to hear your favorite out of the Flannel Five, which would be comprised of Nirvana, Pearl Jam, Stone Temple Pilots, Soundgarden, Alice in Chains. Curious, who's your favorite off that list? Oh wow, that's a really tough list. You know, I've been talking about this in the press recently, and it's like the the last decade of rock stars was really the '90s. I mean, look, look at all all those bands you mentioned have just uh, incredible frontmen like yep. these really great singers you know and and that has been lost in rock music and i really feel like uh that's the big problem with rock music that's why hip-hop is thriving and there's just all these characters in hip-hop and there's just none of that going on anymore in uh in rock music so that being said um you know as far as a vocalist and who I, the cool factor and uh singing wise out of all those would have to be Lane Staley. So I'd have to say Alice in Chains. I think Lane Staley was one of the most amazing rock singers of the 90s, you know, for sure. Glad that they've, they've kept it going with, with William Duvall there and adding a second I, guitar yeah, in. He's, he's, he's really a really talented guy. I've known him 
since way back in the day. And uh, they're doing great, and he fills the shoes really nicely, you know. Uh, Lane is Lane is a really unique uh, individual, it's, and it's so unfortunate he's not around. A lot of those guys. It's like, what, what, three of those guys you mentioned are dead. <laughs> yeah. You know, it's, it's a drag. Yeah, I mean, sadly, like Pearl Jam's kind of like the last man standing. I mean, out of the original group, that yeah, really hasn't lost anyone. It's hard to pick because I love Chris Cornell. I love Eddie Vedder, you know. And I, I just recently saw like the the show that they did at the Met Stadium or whatever that baseball stadium, the Pearl Jam show. Oh right, let's yeah, play too. I was really, really, really impressed. You know, with Eddie Vedder, I had never, I've never seen a live Pearl Jam show. So um, you know, uh, but as far as like the a, range, a vocal range and just you know, presence. It, it has to be uh, Lane Staley. Yeah, I agree. Pick a, pick a Alice tune to play on the radio. Oh, I would pick them bones. Love it. Love it. Let me get you on one more, Josh, here. Uh, one other group will we'll evolve it to more later 90s now and go early 2000s. And even if you're not the biggest fan, I'm sure you have an opinion for what I like to call the uh, new metal six pack. Okay. So this will be Rage Against the Machine, Corn, Linkin Park, Slipknot, Disturbed system of a down. Wow, that's really tough too. You know, um, it would have to be Rage Against the Machine for me. Uh, you know, they really influenced me. Um, those three records. It's it's so weird that we talk about Rage Against the Machine like they've had this insane career, but they only made really three studio records. You know, and and uh, but they were so powerful and so amazing, and they're so great live. So it would have to. You know, the toss up would be between rage and corn but uh rage had a, a really huge impact on me and not only just the music I, w- I was just so into zach and and um on the evil empire record they had a picture of all these books like stacked up and i had just got into really reading a lot at that point and i and i, I remember because of that i read this henry miller book and i was just inspired to really be committed to learning at that point and just learning about anything, you know? And so since then, I've really uh, always been reading a book at all times, you know? And so um, that being said, I love Rage. Kind of feel like that's your job maybe as a vocalist, as as someone who writes lyrics that you kind of always have to be reading and getting inspiration and vocabulary. It is, because songwriting is storytelling and I write all the lyrics and, you know, it, it totally enhances all of that. Have you ever thought about like writing like a uh, an actual book or a, a screenplay or a movie or anything like that? I've done all that stuff. Um, I wrote a screenplay called uh, Anything Man a Movie, and and I did that. I'm, and I've also, I've often thought about, uh, I, I you know I talk with a guy that I really love, uh, Billy Jane. He's directed a lot of our videos about doing uh, you know an episodic like type Netflix show, you know and. So we've thrown that around. It's just getting the time to do it. It's it's very labor intensive. So um, I would really like it if I could ha- if I could find the time. I hear you. I hear you. And one one last thing. Speaking of Netflix, did, did you watch The Dirt? What do you think? I have not watched The Dirt yet. Um, oh. I, I haven't watched The Dirt yet because. You know, I have to say, you know, uh, Motley Crue when when I was a kid wasn't really on my radar, so I wasn't, you know. Um, it's hard for me to watch like music stories because music is my whole life. I'm just not interested in it that much. But um, I watched Bohemian Rhapsody and it really was just amazing. And um, we went we went to Bohemian Rhapsody with my whole family and uh, like 
me and my son were crying like at the end, <laughs> more so than my wife and my daughter. It was funny, but uh, just such an amazing rock story. But I'll get around to the dirt at some point. I heard it's pretty good. Yeah, I mean, it's kind of the, the polar opposite. Of the, you know, the the uh, Bohemian Rhapsody was very PG-13 and, and the dirt is not. Yeah. And, <laughs> yeah. and clearly a different different budget going on with that uh, that movie, too, of course. Yeah, for sure. But hopefully, ultimately, it makes kids want to pick up the guitar and play rock music because we need to get kids back, I feel like, into, into rock music again. Yeah, uh, absolutely. But, you know, the right way, you know, I'm... Um, I see some of these new school rock bands and, you know, they're really trying to have that old school feel, but they're not, you can tell they're not uh, really listening to the right kind of music to get that, you know, because you really got to have soul, you know, like all those great older rock bands, they all listen to African-American artists and, and that's really where it's at, you know, um, that's what needs to be brought back to, to rock music, you know, yeah. more soul. And, and struggle and strife, and I almost wonder sometimes if everyone's too, if life is too easy now to not have that struggle, to not have that sincerity when they sing or perform or, or write riffs or whatever it may be. Yeah, you got to have a, a, a colorful past. It, it definitely it, it helps, you know, to have some kind of tragic, uh, you know, story there in your childhood or whatever, you know, and through every decade, there's only like, you know, a handful of artists that are like that, you know, and they go on to have a lot of longevity for sure. Yeah, well, I, I would certainly put you on the, that list. And congrats on 20 years and all the success on the new album. And I can't wait to see it. The all new Canyon Club in Montclair and check that venue out. And Josh, I appreciate all the time. My pleasure, Mike. Take care, buddy. Have Bye. a good one. Bye bye. Dude, you rock. Thanks for checking out the entire podcast. Now just hit the subscribe button. That way you get it sent to you directly. And follow me on social media at MikeZ967. Don't miss the radio show, bro. Wired in the Empire happens every Saturday night at midnight on 96.7 KCAL Rocks. Online at KCALFM.com. Adios,